Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday, April 2nd. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. And now a word from our sponsor. Make home your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good, Cliff? I ask you. I wonder all the time, quite frankly. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouthwatering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar at the top of the page. You will save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing, whatever that means. Uh, included in, oh, I, I think what they mean is you'll get a special price, <laughs> exclusive pricing. Okay. Included in the uh, ancient Chinese secret. That's what the language sounded. Remember that ad? Yes. <laughs> included in the, included, yeah, yeah, we won't go there Don't nowadays. Go there, please, John. <laughs> yes, Not nowadays. No. Included in the butcher's best sellers package are four iconic fork tender butcher's cut filet mignons, four ultra juicy burgers for savory pork chops for kielbasa sausages i don't know that i've ever had a kielbasa sausage for rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets and so much more in addition to getting more than 50 percent off you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free all you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar to order the butcher's best sellers package today save over 50 percent plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers all from the four, company four, four. Well, I know. I'm like, four, four, four. Was the dude, the Republican dude? It was Kane, the one sadly died of COVID. It was like 999 oh. or whatever his tax plan was. Six, that he kept six, repeating. six. Was yeah. It, yeah, that's what it, it was. It was Kane, though. You're right. He had some weird. You just need to remember, four, 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 four for this. Four, four, Lots four. Lots of fours. You get four all of everything. From the, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's OmahaStakes.com type voices in the search bar. And now back to our show. Wow, that was, that was, actually, that that was well. That was supposed to be a. That was almost like a slow baseball throw, but then it kind of died at the end. It was like Cliff Shifter. A slow baseball <laughs> throw. Wow. Look at you getting all sporty. You know. Is that because yesterday was opening day, John? Did you know yesterday oh. was opening day, John? <laughs> actually, I did see somebody shared a Twitter uh, uh, gif yesterday or a video yesterday of somebody throwing a hundred mile per hour mile per hour fastball. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool, though, because it came at the plate, and then it zoomed to the right, right when it came at the plate. It was the coolest thing. As I'm telling you, these guys, yeah. I mean, some of it was very incredible. Cool. You get, they can throw a ball that quick and get yeah. movement on it. Yeah. Well, I think what yeah. amazed me, well, I mean, I've seen, you know, I think we've all thrown curves before, even though not like that. But to watch it go, you know, 95% of the way, and then the last foot or two, it just veer. It, well, actually, bowling balls do this. When you throw the bowling ball, and it kind of goes most of the way, and then all of a sudden it goes, doom, and it cuts over. Yep. That, that, that is a sport I can appreciate, bowling. <laughs> uh, I like that well, one. That's, yeah, that's a – are you a big um, bowler? Uh, I don't know if I'm a big bowler, but I love bowling. I just don't bowl because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of Midwestern friends in D.C., so people here don't seem to bowl too much. You know, that's, what do you do? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, dude. I, look, I, I didn't grow up in the Midwest. I grew up in New York City, but I think I mostly bowled because uh, I had one friend – in 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 like uh in school wasn't any of my other friends but this one friend like loved bowling and so like his dad would take us 
well, I don't know, every other weekend or something. Yep. So I ended up doing a lot of it as a kid. But you're right. I don't know. If something it's, about it, it. I don't know why it appeals to me. Something about it is just so cool. It's it's like a video game or something. There's just something throwing the ball and watching it go. And I don't know why. It's just, it's not a sport. I don't see it. It's a game rather than a sport. Right. I don't know what to call it. It was, anyway, I've always enjoyed bowling, but what do you do? Um. So today's topics are our main big topic because it just keeps getting juicier by the minute. Oh. I know. Is uh, Matt Gates? He could have chosen any other word for that, John. No, I know. <laughs> well, what do you do? Yeah. You know, is uh, GOP congressman, top Trumper in the U.S. Congress, Matt Gates of Florida, who uh, has a sex scandal that is just—I mean, it's just getting worse by the hour. It's—it's. It's, I, I was about to go to bed last night. And then and the New York Times story came out that we're going to tell you all about. And all of a sudden, everyone's on Twitter and we're all writing each other. And I'm going, oh, shit, this just woke, you know, here goes my COVID insomnia even worse. now. I was about to finally calm down, ready to go to bed. And then but you just can't when it when a good sex scandal for Matt oh Gates happened. God. I mean, let's yeah. let's let, let's yeah. go sort of. Exp- and I don't want to get into all of it. Yeah, we'll get oh, we'll get into all of it. <laughs> let's say that, oh, yeah. but, but I think the key points here is it's uh, not just like there's, you know, what? Uh, 100, 110, 25, I don't know, backbenchers who vote in an awful way in the, in the, in the House because almost all of them do on the Republican side, but like most people haven't heard of because they just sort of keep their mouths shut and they do their thing and, and, you know, and they just want to get reelected and hold on to their power and they couldn't give a shit about our country quite clearly or anything else, but they're not out there all the time trying to make themselves the center of attention. Right. Matt Gates is that. He's this this unbelievable prick who, you know, mocked people on the floor, uh, mocked mocked people uh, early on who were getting COVID by taking a gas mask to the floor. Or anybody who took COVID he's, seriously, he's that guy. He's the gas right. mask guy. Invited yeah. a Holocaust denier. Yeah. You know, every member of Congress gets to invite somebody to the State of the Union. I think it was the last one, or maybe I don't know if it was the one before. He invited a Holocaust denier. He's just a fucking asshole, and every yeah. he's this rich dick. Whose family well, has a lot of money? Me- he's also media whore, which which is why right. it's kind of funny that you know live by the sword, die by. But that's the my sword whole point. Case. He's the whole yeah. package, right? He's the yeah. guy who's a complete moron. Got busted for drunk driving. There's a picture out there. Everybody shares all the time. His oh, yeah. his, his nice little prison shot. Um, mugshot. Mugshot. Yep. His, well, yeah, his mugshot. Yeah. Uh, and and his but his dad was a powerful. I think his dad may have been the head of the state senate in Florida, and also was a businessman and made a lot of money. So his dad basically bought him his con- his congress congressional seat. He's a complete lightweight. He has no brain. He's just all you know. He's the modern GOP. And but he, as as John said, even being a complete moron with a sketchy record and all of that has sought out the limelight, was one of the one of the first uh, and most stalwart defenders of Trump. There's nothing Trump could do or say this guy wouldn't defend. Mocks everybody on the other side, picks fights with people on the other side. And so, you know, like, as, as John said, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, there, the, there's people who who get to the top, uh, or if you want to, whatever the top may be, but either in terms of rank or in terms of media um, publicity or whatever, by being really good at what they do and by earning people's respect. And then there's right. people that get there by being just complete assholes. And the only thing they have going for them, because he had the president's ear, so especially in this case, was fear. If when people feared that Matt Gates could hurt them, because he'd go to Trump and say, you shouldn't support that person, you know, they'll, they'll stay in line. But the minute someone like that, it's a good rule in leadership, by the way, the minute somebody who has no respect but only fear gets into trouble, all the knives come out. 
because even the rest of the Republican caucus hates him. He, well, this, causes, he, he brings yeah. more spotlight to their foibles, to, to, to their troubles. And, you know, yep. and clearly several of them have been sources for parts of the story we're going to get into, um, which surprised me. And this is one of the things that I think is interesting. And again, you know, Cliff and I clearly are relishing the story, of course, just on a basic schadenfreude. I try to level. not have schadenfreude over um, too many of these types of things. Sorry, I can't deal with Matt Gates. He's but but he's so bad. Yeah, it's it's like I mean. there's there's about like, five or ten members of the House on oh. the Republican side and five or ten members of the Senate that well, he's also he's a, he's, happen to them. I mean, he's a Twitter troll like Donald Trump Jr. He's just in that category of Donald Trump Jr. and all the rest of the he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a terrible right. person. I mean, I think that's just yeah. the best way to summarize it. He's yeah. an evil, nasty person yeah. who who takes pleasure in the suffering and the harm to others. And it's hard to not have, mm-hmm. have a warm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, when you see somebody yep. like that going through Oh, this. actually, so just to have a little background on who this guy is, and then we're going to jump into the story. Uh, so this is the main story we're getting into. But Cliff, uh, you were going to tell folks just briefly a couple other topics at the end we're hopefully going to touch on as well that unrelated to this. I was going to do that. That is correct. So um, we're going to talk about... Um, there's a really so interesting piece okay. uh, on on John Boehner, the former Speaker of the House, oh, right, right. Um, Republican, and you know he was the uh, he was a deal maker. You know he was one of these guys that I can and I'll get more into that when we talk about that people who are around him. Even Obama admitted to liking him. Obviously, he was a massive pain in the ass. His policies sucked for the most part, but. He was like just about the last of those of, of the Republicans who actually were there and felt like there was, you know, he wanted to, even if it was a conservative agenda, we would hate, wanted to, to sit down and, and, you know, make bills and get things done. Unlike the sort of terrorists, as I think he described them at one point, who were elected in 2010. And again, I'm not going to say great things about him. I think he was bad for democracy. I don't right. think he was pure evil. I think it's interesting to discuss his perspective on what happened post-2010. Right. From his book, which I'm not going to even give the name of or any stuff because I'm not going to promote his book for you to buy it. I just think he gives some insight to some of this stuff. Right. Uh, right. A great jobs report today, um, which yep. we're going to get into a broader discussion about Democrats not listening to Republicans, not letting Republicans yep. obstruct Unemployment numbers. Yep. And, yep. and how we benefit from that. Yep. Um, and then I've got another story or two Ooh, I may right. want to cover if we get to it. One that's actually would be our interesting slash funny story of the day that would only take a minute at the end, but we have to do it. So there you go. Okay. okay. Um, well, so, all right, I'm going to, Cliff and I talked about this before the show, and we're going to spend some time going through the actual story itself. Now, one of the things we do try to do with this podcast is always adding value. And what I mean by that is I don't, uh, not, neither Cliff nor I want this just to be, hey, we're going to tell you what the morning news is. I mean, right. which, you know, can be valuable because honestly, I'm always watching the news, but a lot of people work for a living, uh, you know. <laughs> Well, since I don't make any money really doing this, I don't contract really really work. Does it really work? Does it really work if you don't really get paid much? Um, but John does uh, volunteer work. Oh my God. Yeah, volunteer work for the Democratic Party. But I do think that uh, the story, especially as of last night when it really blew up with the New York Times uh, stories that are out now, I think it's worth kind of going through the details because there's so much here that even I was going, wait a minute, what? You know, so I think it's uh, anyway, I think it's useful going through the details. And frankly, they, they're a great comic foil as well. <laughs> they're just so bad. So, OK, so Matt Gates, Matt Gates is the guy that came He's out. Nice. last. I mean, well, no joke here, but came out last year with a tweet saying, 
here's my son, Nestor, who is this sort of attractive 19 year old Latino kid. And, um, and, and everybody kind of went, huh, what, your son? And then found out, well, he's not really his son. He's, he's, he's not adopted, but Gates calls him his son. Gates has had, like, he's possession of this. brother of a former girlfriend of Gates. Bingo. It's a very weird situation. It's even, it's even weirder than that. You are correct. What is weird about it is, so seven years ago, Gates is dating a Cuban-American, I guess, or at least Cuban immigrant girl, right? So Cuban-American or Cuban in the process of Americanizing, you know, as an immigrant. And their, her mother dies of breast cancer in Cuba. Her 12-year-old brother is living with mom in Cuba and now has nobody. So 12-year-old brother comes over to live with her while she's living with her boyfriend, Matt Gates. So the 12-year-old brother How moves How old was in. she, by the way? Do we know? Could, can't find out. I don't know. I tried finding out. I was very curious. No, I was just wondering how he was able to come over and live with her, depending upon her age. You know, well, all that that's stuff. a question, too. Now, uh, A, how did she get here? But B, more interestingly, how did he get here? Correct. Right? Because let's yeah. be honest here. Like, Not easy. <laughs> most of us, you know, yeah. most of what the Republican spends all the Republican Party spends all their time railing against is, oh, well, anybody can just come here when they want. Well, you know, I, I, I think we're really at a point now. And there used to be uh, where we gave preference to Cubans because of political asylum. Um, yeah. To me, that that's always been ludicrous, and it's nothing against Cubans. But I'm sorry, I don't care if you're escaping a fascist regime or a communist regime or a non whatever you know a regime that doesn't call itself anything, a terrorist regime. If you need to escape bad people, you should be given equal preference yeah. to get into yeah. this country. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. Yeah. Go ahead. So, but, and we don't. I'll just say we don't know at this point if that's if that's wrapped in any of this. If there was some sort of favor done and illegal entry gained. Go ahead. So. Seven years ago, Gates is dating this woman. Her brother comes to the States because mom has died. No one to take care of the brother. And because the girlfriend is living with Gates in his home or apartment, whatever, the 12-year-old brother comes live in Gates's home too. You're like, okay, I guess I can see that. Well, subsequently, and I don't have, uh, the, the articles didn't have a timeline. Subsequently, the girlfriend breaks up with Gates. <laughs> For some unknown reason, the the te young teenage boy keeps living in Gates's house. <laughs> like, I'm not quite sure on this one, but but it's like, doesn't hey, I, I, the girlfriend's gone, but I, I think I'm just going to stay. Well, rather than go live with my sister, I'm just going to stay with yes, this strange uh, guy. That's, that's, um, so whatever, he stays with him. Um, I found a Facebook post from 2016, just looking around yesterday, and it's Gates uh, in the Florida legislature showing two high school kids and these high, young high school kids doing this, whatever the heck it is, very proud of them. Well, one of them is his quote unquote son, Nestor, as he calls him, but he was so just did identifying- Did he refer to him as, as his son in that article? No, he referred to him by his That's name and said, oh, two local high school kids, this woman and this guy, this guy by name, who I don't mention- is actually my quasi adoptive, but not adoptive son. Right. Um, you know, foster child, but not foster, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so he doesn't mention it. It's a little weird. Bottom line is you get to last year where Gates finally comes out and says, I want to introduce everybody, my son, Nestor. And everyone's like, wait, did you adopt him? No. Are you his, uh, not, not foster. What's the word we use? Um, when you can also, uh, custody, uh, not custodian, but legally you take custody of a child, even if you're not a parent. My mom had to do this for I my sister's it was legal custodian. I don't know. Maybe, it's, maybe it is legal custodianship. I'm not sure what the word is, but short of adoption, we have no evidence that he did that either. Anyway, people thought it was a little weird. And when I found out that like the sister moved out, but the kids stayed, I thought it was a little weird. Anyway, 
So you fast, that's who Gates is because you might have heard that story too, right? So we get to earlier this week and the New York Times breaks a blockbuster that, and, and Cliff, we might as well, I guess we'll discuss all of this because it'll take a while to get through all the facts. But the initial blockbuster is the FBI is investigating Matt Gates, according to multiple sources, for possible uh, sex with an underage minor, with a 17-year-old girl. And, and then also that, sex trafficking. They use that term. Bingo. In the, in bingo. What I heard initially. Yep. And, and according to the Times, sex trafficking is um, is uh, whether you receive anything of material value in exchange, like for the sex. Okay. Actually, read this specifically. It's a violation of federal child sex trafficking law. So isn't it where you're passing? So at this point, it's not just about sex with you. You're passing this person on to somebody else for material value. Am I right? Uh, Wait, let me uh, let me read this first. Let me read the actual line. Uh, But that that could be a whole other category. It is also a violation of federal child sex trafficking law to provide someone under 18 with anything of value in exchange for sex, which can include meals, hotels, drugs, alcohol, or cigarettes. A conviction carries a 10-year mandatory minimum prison sentence. That's why it's so, yeah. Um, I suspect... I, I would guarantee you there would be a separate crime because look, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the Jeffrey Epstein friend, just got indicted for grooming young girls for him, for basically finding them and helping prepare them to have sex with him, whatever that means. But she that is she is under indictment for that now. They just charged her. So right. what you just described is a crime. I don't know what crime you call it, but it is absolutely yes. If you were to help somebody Find, if you were to find these underage people for someone, that is also a crime for someone else. So, so that's the first part, right? So there is this, this, did he, well, okay, that's the initial story. Initially, he responds by saying, no, it's not true. I was actually being extorted, blackmailed, and I went to the FBI and my dad wore a wire. That's the story. There was nothing about me having. So we'll say quickly in classic kind of Republican fashion, trying to redirect or misdirect you. They can both be the story. It's not that, you know, the fact that he's being extorted, yeah, that's a crime too. That doesn't mean he didn't commit a crime. It means quite likely he did because in the end, what do you extort somebody for if they didn't do something that they don't want out there? Well, you'd hope, not you'd hope, but you'd think if someone is extorting you, blackmailing you, hopefully there's a scintilla if, I mean, if, hopefully, hopefully not, of course, but but if you are going to freak out about it, hopefully there's a scintilla of truth. There's a sliver of truth to the story because otherwise it would be, you know, it'd be well, like me. Think, for the most well, part, again, people think me hiring you if it's not true because you just come out and point out if they, you'd show that, I mean, unless they've no, somehow forged I mean. so well that it makes it look like it's so true, even though it's not. Correct. I mean, correct. Correct. So we don't, we don't know. I, I mean, I'm still willing to leave. Initially, we don't, we didn't know which way the story was going, but, but you had the accusation. Um, sorry. And I was forgetting where I was going with this. What was the, um, you, you got, you threw me off my, you threw me off my rails, kid. I got I, I got a, I got um, a color here, John. That's I know. Um, so let me just jump back on. So we've got the sex trafficking. We've got the, oh yeah, I'm sorry. So his claim is I'm being blackmailed and that's the real story. And we went to the FBI and my dad even wore a wire and it's very weird, but supposedly some guy came to his dad and said, we want you to give us 25 million to help free this American hostage in Iran. And if you do that, we, we know about these charges against your son or not charges, but these uh, allegations, we know the FBI is investigating. 
remember those goofy far-right idiots that were, remember Elizabeth Warren's sex scandal with the hot Marine, the, the sadomasochist Marine or whatever it was. And oh, no, it was sadomasochist Elizabeth Warren that was like making the Marine her bitch. Remember that one? Right. Yep. And, you know, but that one was just laughable. It was so ridiculous. So that backs up what you're saying, which is if there's nothing there, these things often do kind of, oh, and then they, and then the same idiot said that, uh, Remember the uh, the sex scandal with the uh, Mueller, with Robert Mueller and, and right. sexual harassment. And, and they held that sort of press conference and yeah. nothing. I mean, why wouldn't I, if yeah. somebody comes yeah. to me and says, I'm going to extort you for doing this and I didn't do it, I would be like, go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. tell everybody because yeah. yeah. you have no proof and I can prove I didn't. I so, know. oh, I know where it was. So basically, so the initially gets his defense is trying to claim that, oh, no, the real story is that I was being blackmailed. And and what the guy basically has said was, yes, I want you to supposedly I want you to give me twenty five million rich dad worth several hundred million. Mr. Gets the father or Gates, the father. Um, I want you to give me twenty five million. We are going to help free this hostage in Iran. Weird story. And at the same time, we will make the FBI investigation go away. Weird, weird thing here. Now, they're calling it blackmail. I'm not convinced that's blackmail. That sounds more to me like bribery because it's not blackmail. It reminds me like it almost reminds me of pitching a client, which is, hey, I happen to know that you are fucked by some FBI investigation nobody else knows about. I think I can make it go away. But because this is going to save your whole career, I'm charging you twenty five million because it's a huge. That's not blackmail. However, why? This guy, if I'm if I read correctly, remember correctly, the guy that said this was a former Air Force intelligence officer. So clearly, he's got yeah. some intelligence connections. But did it say how it's, he was claiming he would make an FBI investigation go away? Because I did not, I did not see that. And honestly, it's so messed up that part of the story. I just sort of let it sit there because it really, as as you said at the beginning, Cliff, this part of the story could be true. Maybe, maybe they were blackmailing, and maybe they literally said. We're, and and, and we're going to go public and tell everybody about your son if you don't pay us, right? That would be blackmail. But even if that's true, could you imagine – actually, this would be the true poetic justice. Imagine Matt Gates getting blackmailed about some sex thing. You know, we have proof you had sex with a girl, underage girl, and we're going to go public. And he goes, you're, you're an awful human being. That's immoral. I'm going to the FBI. <laughs> and the FBI says, okay, we're going to investigate this blackmail. And they go, you know, it looks like you were blackmailed, but guess what else we found? It looks like you actually did it. So now, Mr. Gates, right. we're going to investigate you for sex with a minor tra- trafficking. So both could be true. So in other words, it wasn't, but it was a good smokescreen initially because we all went, huh? Right. So, yeah. So back to the story. So more details of the story, right? So you've got basically, among other things, there is this character, Joel Greenberg, tied to this, who's uh, who was indicted on himself on sex trafficking with minors uh, last year. And he's a friend of Gates, colleague of Gates, supposedly Greenberg. such nice and- friends. Well, suppose exactly Greenberg. Well, and mind you, then you've got and you know it can it can happen that you know somebody who's who's guilty of something or acute, indicted of something and you didn't know it. Obviously, no, I, I've known somebody. But, you you probably have, but when you start getting to the point where you can name more people than you have fingers on both hands, well, he's probably, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably got, got, he's got good friends. Point. I mean, you know, you know his um, close buddy is Jim Jordan, who, yeah, as we yeah. know, numerous wrestlers have charged him and with covering up. Yeah. The, that they were being molested by the team doctor at Ohio State. It's not, yep. and other yep. coaches have come out and said yep. that Jim Jordan knew. So this isn't just a uh, yep. uh, rumor, <laughs> okay? No, it's, it's it's bad. It hasn't yeah. been proven in a so, court of law, but let's just say numerous people are saying it. 
And uh, numerous people who are witnesses there are saying it, and this is Gates's good buddy. And then Donald Trump's his good buddy, and we know what he did with, with underage women who have sued him that now right. are going to make their way through the court. It didn't before because he was president. And we can go on and on because there's right. been a lot of these creeps. Go ahead. So Greenberg, this is all alleged, right? New York Times, uh, it sure sounds like the New York Times is citing FBI sources. Certainly it's somebody close to the FBI. Greenberg goes on, it says certain websites. I I knew about one of the sites because it, it just involved uh, involved an investigation I was involved in years ago, meaning helping the investigation, not 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 being investigated. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but one of the sites is called Seeking Arrangement, and it's basically a sugar daddy site, which I didn't, to be honest, I feel like I felt so, uh, when I first found out about the site a few years ago, I felt so naive because I was like, there are sugar daddy websites? Like, I knew there were prostitution websites, right? It's like, okay. gross is what it feels. <clears throat> but, well, yeah. And, well, this was a topic I wanted, Cliff and I will jump into in a second because I, exactly, something about this felt grosser because like, like a prostitution site, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, guys hire. Of age, making at least three. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. it, has like, other, it has um, other issues connected to it yeah. that bother me, but you, you know, know, right. If, if, if women being sort of, forced into that situation, treated terribly by, by, you know, pimps. And exactly. Pimps Anybody and stuff, forced but. into it is a whole other story, but you know, if adults want to, if that's the business and you're an adult, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's but, why I won't get off on my ramp, but that's why I think it should be legalized, exactly. regulated by the government, made sure that everything's safe because I think it's just like the drug trade is something that ends up falling in the hands of the yeah. worst characters that treat people horribly. But go Having ahead. said that, I don't know that we're there yet on conservative Republican members of Congress paying prostitutes. I think I think society has not quite moved to that point yet. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> right? sure we're there either. Um, I'm just saying it's my belief. You know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you. Um, but what is interesting about this website is it's a sugar daddy website. People don't come out and say, here's my pay scale, you know, $25 for a BJ, $50 on my back. It, does, it doesn't say that. It's all couched within this language of um, – um, take me out for a great time to dinner or right. They probably got to hide it. Behind it's it's take me out for a great time. Oh, hold on. I even pulled a couple of these because I was, I was looking at them. Pictures, pictures, pictures on my computer. Here we go. I, I, uh, I pulled several of them because it's, it's very, I went, well, when I was looking at this years ago, it was interesting because one person in particular was doing a very good job at, at between the lines of, you know, oh, I'm really hard for money. I just moved to New York and I just, you know, I just, I don't have cash and I don't have any friends and I'm really lonely. And if just somebody could help me get back on my feet, I would really, I'd be really appreciative. You know, you're, there's a lot of between the lines where nobody says they're going to have sex with you. Boy, there's a lot of it there, and there's a lot of money involved. It's they don't always say cash. In this case, literally said, "Help me get back on my feet with money." Other ones, uh, I'm a single woman who thrives on the sharpness of my mind. I don't even know what that means. I thrive uh, on the sharpness she, of my mind. I think she's saying she's smart and does well because she's smart. I don't know. Yes. I love shoes, handbags, sport. This is the second sentence. I love shoes, handbags, sports, and of course, a stimulating conversation. Um, she goes, she goes on, um, oh, I'm looking for someone who just loves to enjoy conversations that make them feel alive again. Okay. Again, how about, this is where you're pandering to old people who are, who are sad and lonely, right? Makes them feel alive again. Do you want somebody who will listen to you complaining about how the air conditioning is turned up too high and you're, you feel a draft coming from the corner and need another blanket? That's me. Makes them feel alive again, along with them making me feel special. And now you're going, 
Okay, that's good. Does that mean money? Does it mean sex? Basically, they're that, trying to do their best way to, to skirt the illegality of this and say, yes, I'll hang out with you, but I only hang, will hang out with you if you're rich and you need to spend a lot of money on me. And I won't say yeah. what you know, which is that I'm willing to have sex with you. Yeah. It's kind of like politicians uh, and lobbyists where a politician won't, you know, can't come out and say, I will vote for that bill. Give me 25,000. Right. I just say, well, I'm a yeah. strong supporter uh, of of the environment, or I'm a strong supporter of gun rights, but, you know, I, and I tend to, you know, and, and yeah. really what they're saying is I'm going to vote for that bill without saying I'm going to vote for that bill and not give well, me money. And, and let me give you the next sentence, and that sort of, this sort of nails it down. After, after she says, I will make you feel alive again, make me feel special. I love being pampered and spoiled, but don't think I don't show my appreciation towards my sugar daddy for all you do for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. End of story. Now, I'm what is interesting is I gotta I be honest, I don't know if there's a, there's a me uh, or but just somebody referring to me as the sugar, sugar daddy. daddy would make me feel so gross. I can't I've, even I've had guys hit on me Ugh. online with that before being a single gay man. And right to me, I'm like, you just freaking told me you want me for money. Like right. how and no granted, look, people are lonely. I can see people being sad and all of that, right? The term daddy, like well, daddy can be daddy depends. Some some people really get off on that because they like the they like the young person. There's a whole we have to get Dan Savage on this one. There's a fetish aspect that can be involved, right? There is simply a nurturing emotional thing. Some people feel like they're helping these young kids. Some people it makes them feel better, like hey, this 21 year old thinks I'm hot, right? Daddy, I, granted, when somebody calls you daddy, for me at least, it reminds me of we talked about this Biloxi Blues. When he's having sex with the prostitute yeah, for the yeah. first time, and it's about. his first sex, and he goes, uh, and she goes, "Come to mama," and he goes, "Can we please leave my mother out of this?" There's an yeah, aspect of right. daddy that sometimes I'm like, "Leave my daddy out of this." <laughs> it's like if you're you're calling me a daddy, that's making you sound young, and that's making me yeah. me feel gross. But it's it's that's the way I would react. Know, I don't know. It's yeah, no, it is, but that's. That's sort of the dynamic of all of it. So that's what this website is. Um, some people got back to me on Twitter and said, you know, not ever. I love when people are weighing in authoritatively. I'm like, mm-hmm. Someone wrote back and said, you know, not everybody on that site is looking for sex. They, some of them don't even meet up with people. And I was kind of like, would you like to share more? <laughs> some of them don't even meet up with people? Well, think about well, then it. Why are they there? What's the point? Think about it, Cliff. Um, I'm phone happy. sex? I'm, other shit? Well, it could be phone sex, video sex. It could just be, right. do you want somebody who cares? I'm happy to exchange emails with you for the next year, and we can talk sometimes on the phone, and you just need a buddy who will text you during the day, right? Yeah, I mean, you can – But you can – Well, but, you know, think of the conversations you have with friends. A lot of it is texting and stuff like, and emails and things like that, and 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 that that can be part of it. But, of course, they want it for money. Or they right. want it for for goods and service, not services, right? So there is th this gets into an interesting legal question as to is this prostitution, right? Now, the minor thing becomes a whole other issue because, as we read at the beginning of the show, providing things of value such as drugs or, or you know hotels or airplane tickets or whatever to a minor in exchange for sex absolutely is is against the law. But for a major, you know, for an adult, it's it's kind of a weird. It reminds me of the old, you know, you're going to buy me dinner first. You right. know what I mean? Kind of joke. The problem is 
if I have a website that says, okay, uh, I will have six with sex with you, but first one, if you want a blowjob, you got to buy me dinner. Two, if you want, you know, oral, or if you want this kind of sex, you need to buy me dinner and dessert. Well, if you're literally laying out a menu like that, it's prostitution, right? I mean, it's so it's a very nuanced thing of 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 whether you know, we'll have a nice little, actually, it, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of the whole escort thing too, right? Because people will go out with escorts and it doesn't necessarily mean sex. Right. right. When right. they pay actual escorts and, and what if well, they- Sometimes people actually pay escorts because they need a date to something that for looks- For dinner or whatever, yeah. 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 So, so you get, so it, legally- That's what I learned in Pretty Woman. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, neither of us has any experience with this. Sorry, um, I'm a married, happily married dude. No, but but it's an interesting it's an interesting point. Now, some of the more details of the story, um, the Times has reviewed receipts from Cash App, a mobile payments app, and Apple Pay that show payments from Mister Gettysburg. That was one of my favorite parts, John. Okay, show fucking Cash App to pay and Apple Pay. And mind you, mind you, you're paying people with electronic things that keep records. I mean, you're leaving a trail. I mean, use fucking I cash, mean, right? I mean, like, are you insane? You know what this you reminds know? me of? This famous story here in town um, where uh, we had a mayor of Cincinnati who went over the, the, the line across the river. This will be relevant. I tr- trust me, John. Who went across the river to northern Kentucky and to a brothel. And he ended up being busted and his political career very much damaged uh, because he paid for a prostitute with a personal check. Right. Do you know what that mayor's name was? No. Jerry Springer. Oh, funny. And that's how Jerry Springer's yeah. career began because he had always aspired to being, you know, governor or, or senator or whatever, worked for, I mean, you know, he was actually a very smart guy, uh, you know, went to good schools, went to law school, he went to Northwestern Law School, the whole thing. But he was very good, very charismatic, good on TV and all that. And then that happened. And then uh, they, he started right. being a, a Emmy, he started being a news guy here, a, a color guy. Would come on and do a, a, a like a, a, a video like op ed or you know just give his sort of commentary on stuff and he was so good at it that, that they brought him up to Chicago and said hey we'd like you to try this new series and then it went from there because they needed ratings. <clears throat> Point being, right. don't put right. your name on a check and don't send send stuff via cash app. It's traceable. <laughs> I just so okay. So it shows payments from Mr. Gates or Gates. We got to find out how to pronounce his name. I think it's Gates yeah, and Mr. And Mr. Greenberg to one of the women and a payment from Mr. Greenberg to a second woman. The women told their friends that the payments were for sex with the two men, according to two people familiar with the conversations. Two more, two more paragraphs here. In encounter, so that that's the first problem is now you got the women saying, "Oh, it was for sex." That's not great. Um, in encounters during 2019 and 2020, mind you, Getz was a member of Congress at this point. He, he's been a member of Congress as of 2016. Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg instructed the women to meet at certain times and places, often at hotels around Florida, and would tell them the amount of money they were willing to pay according to the messages and interviews. That's not good. No, um, some of Last sentence. Some of the women and men took ecstasy an illegal mood-altering drug before having sex, including Mr. Gates, two people said. <sighs> Again, conservative Republican congressmen doing illegal drugs and sex with possible prostitutes and maybe even underage. It just – and, I mean, literally, you tell them the amount of money they were willing to pay. Ooh, also, there's, there's at least questions being raised from 
potential evidence that he may have been using campaign funds. Oh, I didn't see that. Ads and extra charge. I mean, you know, there, which you start getting into the not that that's as serious, but now you're yeah. adding financial charges to this. Yeah. I mean, I you know, and, and again, the, the Republican Party hates this guy, which I don't have any yeah. love for the Republican Party, but even all of them are like, uh, yeah. you know, he's a loudmouth asshole, and so I mean, yeah. I don't see how he's not done. Yep. You know, oh, there's I mean, more. That's the only thing that could save him is if Trump stepped in and, and thought it was worth it, which knowing Trump, who never has any dual loyalty yep. to anybody who's got loyalty to him, it won't happen. Yep. But if Trump stepped in and threatened people and said, if you get rid of Gates, you know, I will, I, I'll fund the primary opponent. That, that right. seems to me the only way I can think of that Gates survives this. So there's more. So Daily well, Beast is reporting this. There's stories all over the place. Daily Beast is reporting this morning. And in a poorly written intro paragraph that I will dec decipher for you, in late January 2020, the hey, U.S. Secret they pay me to write there sometimes. Don't I know this is a, it's a it's a very bad paragraph. Okay. In late January 2020, Secret Service agents received information that Representative Matt Gates had accompanied a Florida County tax official they were already investigating on an unusual nighttime visit. See right there, you were investigating an unusual nighttime visit. No, bottom line is what this horrible paragraph means is. Secret Service was already investigating a Florida county tax official for making fake IDs. Gates accompanied the guy on one of the guy's weekend oh, secret God. visits. Gee, I, can't, to the, I, can't figure, I can't put all these pieces together. Right. To the office where the guy was allegedly making face I, fake IDs. Gates allegedly was there at the time. No, really, sir. She's 18. That's yeah, so you got that her problem. ID. Um. Uh, one, there's more. In some cases, Mr. Gates asked women to help find others who might be interested in having sex with him and his friends. Should anyone listen? No, no, listen. Should anyone inquire about their relationships? One person said. Mr. Gates told the women to say that he had paid for hotel rooms and dinners as part of their dates. Wow, that's bad. Because first of all, you've got some kind of conspiracy to hide the evidence, which is not great. You've also got it goes to his mindset which is he knew this was he knew or suspected this was illegal or he wouldn't have said hey here's what you need to tell people it right. really was because He's recruiting if it, women and saying you'll get money but you saying you need to have a, an alibi for yeah. where the money went yeah. yeah in other words you knew and that was part in other words you intended to pay them for sex and you figured out how to hide it you didn't you didn't i mean I, i'm an idiot i didn't think taking them out and doing these things was prostitution i just thought they were girls who wanted to meet somebody and i was lonely not in this case this if this is true you're kind of admitting you knew what it was and that's what you wanted you wanted to pay someone for sex right right um house oh the nudies on the house floor i was tell gonna people, say you're still missing people, a whole other part of this you tell well, people you two. were correct in what you said about this one it's just him but tell people about this about this one if you well if you there's want. two parts of this actually one is just him, yes which is he also got nude pictures at some of these women to take nude pictures or at least give him nude pictures. And he shared them with other members of Congress on the floor of the house. Including a video showing a naked woman with a hula hoop. Oh, I a didn't video. know. That one. Oh, yeah. Now here's my question. First of all, obviously that's all absolutely disgusting. Um, and it's, you know, I, I, these women obviously, well, I shouldn't say, obviously we don't, I, we don't know that they knew, you know, he didn't say to them, I'm going to go show this to other guys. I suppose right. it's possible he did. But, uh, you know, I wonder, again, like, assuming that he did not, does that break any law? I know, like, when it, would it, you take, like, what mm. happened to Representative, what was her name, the representative? Uh, oh, out yeah. In California? It wasn't Katie like, Miller, or something, was it, or something like that? Or Katie, Katie 
any case, that was yeah. considered to be like there were there were charges of of, of I, what, damn it, I can't think of what the law was because you cannot take something like that somebody's personal information and share it publicly oh. without their consent online. But I wonder if that also includes showing it to showing pictures to people in person or not. I, I don't know the law well enough, but that may be breaking other laws. If they're say, underage, it certainly is. It's sharing child porn. If, it's, if they're not underage, it still may be. You know, the thing is, I, I'd have to look again and see what Kitty Porter, that was it, what she yep. got him on because our privacy laws are so bad in this country that I can't imagine there's a law that says, I'm an adult, I give you a nudie picture, you show it to some friends and that's illegal. Not in America. In Europe, maybe, not in America. Well, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't yeah, think so. I think it would only, it would only be if they're underage. It's just gross. Yeah. And the second thing is just gross. Oh, although, but, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, Cliff, wait. It's so gross that his defense is, I cherished every one of these relationships. Jesus. You cherished every one of the relationships and then showed pictures of one of the girl, if it's one of the women, with a hula hoop dancing naked for you. God, I hope he cherishes them all from a small cell. Um, and then the other part of it was that was just revealed was, and I mean, this is more like, I mean, Mad Men you know, or even 1980s kind of gross male behavior that is just, you know, is in, in our modern world not acceptable, which is apparently he and um, some of the other male members of Congress had a point system yep. where they would try to sleep with as many aides um, and other female staffers. They preyed on them. And the question there becomes, is it sexual harassment? Because in some level, if they work there, well, certainly yeah. if they work in your office, you got a problem. If they yeah. work in other offices, though, can it be construed as if I didn't do this, it was going to hurt my rise up in the yes. you know, whatever, whatever. Yes. So there may, so in addition to it just being absolutely disgusting, it may yeah. actually, it may also be uh, run afoul of sexual harassment laws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, they, had sorry, points, not, you know, they had points for various sexual targets from interns, staffers, other female colleagues. Oh, this is in the state house in Florida, but you know, yeah. I, well, first of all, I mean, you had a scoring system of women you could knock up. I mean, it's just like, really, you know, um, yeah, know. it's 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 not good. It's, it, well, to me, it's yeah, it, that's not the embodiment of who this guy is. This privileged little rich dipshit who's a complete moron and drunk drove his way into Congress because his daddy paid off when, you know, bought him a Congress a congressional seat. And right. he's a complete he's a complete nasty you know, troll. He's a complete idiot. He provides no value there. He's a joker. And, you know, I mean, he's basically just a, a shitty frat boy who's been able to get through life a lot like Donald Trump, which is why he probably right. likes him so much, been able to get to this point with having absolutely no redeeming values whatsoever, you know, no redeeming value whatsoever, no empathy, no yeah. substance to him, no intelligence, nothing. He's just an absolute sort of, it's one of these people that's just a drain on society. And maybe, maybe, yeah. He'll finally pay the price for it. But, th but to me, this whole thing is the embodiment of him. These interns and these other women where they're passing around stuff, they're just objects for his amusement. Yeah. Um, you know, none, none of what happens to them matters to him. I mean, what is just a fucking yeah. gross person he and is. And it's interesting that he got engaged to be married uh, December 30th at Mar-a-Lago. He proposed to a woman who accepted. Um, just, I mean, the timing was weird. Um, with the timing now knowing this was weird. I'll just say that, you know, and frankly, what'll be interesting to see is what that woman does next, because if she's legitimately in love with this guy, I'd have some issues with all of this. If I were her. Well, yeah, but it, the, the, anyone that would legitimately want to marry him to begin with 
even before all this, knowing what they what, what was already out yeah. there about him, I, I I really have some some real questions about their yeah. judgment. Anyhow, so um, yeah. it's I mean, yeah. woo. the uh, somebody actually uh, Jerry, oh, what's his name, Jerry? Ah, the guy he won a Pulitzer. Um, uh, I think he's like a New York theater guy. Shit, I'm forgetting his name now. But he had retweeted Gates back in. 2019 retweets and says, I say we change Florida's welcome signs to this. And right. the, person, the person had tweeted, there's no age that you can't be sexy. Yep. Plus there were other pictures of him with groups of high school girls, you know, which wouldn't be nearly as suspicious and whatever, although <laughs> still so questionable yeah. judgment at this point in our society's sort of uh, evolution that a grown-up man gets into a picture with a bunch of high school it's, girls. It's a little whatever, but now, of course, it looks even that much worse. Um, you know, what are you going to say? I mean, again, yeah. and and you know, like the whole thing that this stupid ass conspiracy, this QAnon garbage, is supposedly about is this hmm. is men preying on under. You know, that's what their that's what their big conspiracy theory is. It's always Democrats in their view, even though. The evidence right in front of their eyes is like Donald Trump, Denny Hastert, this schmuck, you know, Matt Gates, like one Republican after another, this stuff comes out. Because again, when you've got the, this corrupt moral rot at the heart of your party, which is what the, I mean, they may think this guy's a loudmouth and, and some Republicans may be glad that they're getting rid of him, but he's them. He's just stupider about it and louder about it, kind of like Donald Trump was. They're okay with the underlying behavior. They weren't, they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't have supported Roy Moore. To win a Senate seat from Alabama. They just don't they? care about the underlying behavior. They just don't care. No, they don't care at all. Yeah. I mean, they only care. It's the same system they apply to, to everything else in life, whether it's it's the debt or whether, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, mm. uh, you know, whether it's government spending, whether it's taxes, whether it's, whether it's corporations, right? Corporations speak out about their shitty voting laws. Then Marco Rubio makes a video and he's all ticked off. Right. Raising taxes on corporations is socialism. Being mad at them because they don't agree with your regressive voting policy, that's okay. They're just hypocrites about everything. There's, there's literally no belief system. You know, they're tough on defense. Oh, wait, there's Vladimir Putin. He's our friend. You know, there's just, there's nothing that, that, that uh, the Republican Party at this point, again, Gates is the one who, who is the impolite guy, you know, who passes gas at the dinner table and laughs about it. That's the only difference between him and them and Donald Trump and them. Like right. they all either engage in this behavior or they're totally okay with this behavior, this kind of behavior, if it keeps them in power. You know what I mean? That's what Mitch right. McConnell's role is. I mean, it just shows how utterly corrupt. I mean, Eric Greitens, who had to resign from being governor, or he would have been impeached at that point in Missouri, is looking at running for the Senate seat. It's a guy who, who had, an affair, had an affair and apparently like tortured the woman. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, he can be taken yep. seriously now to look for winning the open Senate seat that Roy Blunt is leaving. I mean, that's well, the that, well, actually, and By the way, that story, at best, at best, it was consensual S&M with some major sadism. I mean, some yep. major sadism, tying up, beating, all sorts of stuff, at best. And this is a conservative Republican running for the U.S. Senate. That's at best. Like, if they if just, you don't believe her and you take this guy's word for it. Be, at best. The guy that he's he's an SNM yeah. master running for Senate as Republican. There are other things he did. He threatened certain people. I mean, there, I, I don't have that in front of me either, but yeah. Yeah. it goes beyond the sexual stuff. I mean, yes. I mean, these are the people this party attracts, and these are the people this party promotes. And I mean, yeah. 
that tells you something at some yeah. point. Well, and but again, and and this is where I want us to try to take it to a sort of a higher level here. It's the same thing with Trump. And it it what what bothers me is that their voters don't really care. It's not what you know, bothers it's, it's, it's not just what bothers you. I mean, it does bother you. It bothers me. But to me, it's it's an existential crisis for democracy is what it is. It's when you right. it's it's you it's cult like behavior. It's not behavior of people who are uh, who who are, are properly sort of let's call it having a democ have a democratic culture. Right. It just shows what has happened to the culture on the Republican side right. of of the aisle and and what Fox News and the media organs and all the others have done, which Boehner, by the way, also talks about. You know, in that little thing we, that we mentioned before, <clears throat> which is like, I mean, you could there there almost seems to be nothing disqualifying. Right, I've brought this up on the show before. It took a guy who called thirteen-year-olds, you know, when they were in trig class in Roy Moore, running against a guy in Doug Jones who prosecuted the folks who blew up a church and killed a couple of young black girls in the nineteen sixties. A hero. It took those two being up against each other, the Democrat, to find a way to win. Right. And it wasn't by that huge of a win. I mean, that's the point we're at in certain places. Like, they're, they're, they're cult members. Yeah. Obviously, there's some willing to break away because some had, did for Biden and other people. But I mean, overall, like, that's the danger of democracies. Yeah. Is that you know, 10 years ago, even 20 years ago, I would have been like those, those Republicans, you know, back in the days of Larry Craig and Foley. You know, and some of the other sexual scandals that hit the Republican Party, David Vitter, I would have been like, oh, they're done. But I can't right. say that anymore because I still think Greitens can get the nomination and worse yet win in Missouri. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. I mean, Matt Gates, unless the rest of the, if the rest of the party stood up for him, my right. guess is if he ran again, he would beat a Democrat in that district. Yep. He's in. He's in such oh. a, a pain handle for it. I mean, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. No, it really <laughs> – sorry, allergies as always. <clears throat> but it really – it just bothers me as part of the larger issue we always talk about where I, you know, they're, they're the party of family values and they just don't care about family values. They're the party of, you know, budget restraint. They don't care about the budget. They're the party of national defense, but they don't care about Trump handing over our national or, defense to right. Russia and North Korea. I just yep. don't, I, Stuart <clears throat> Stevens, who we've had on before and elected a lot of these people and has been yeah. doing mea culpas for a long time now. Right. Um, he, uh, he, you know, was tweeting out something the other day. He would, you know, I, and he was just sort of like, what do these people actually stand for anymore? Yeah. He's like, it's not family values. It's not a tough defense. It's not free trade. Yeah. You know, it, it's not balanced budgets. It's like, what is it that we stood for that we claim we stood for? And I think the answer is nothing. It stands for power. Yeah. Power at all costs. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I mean, I... I always wonder, like, what would happen? I try to imagine, like, a Democratic version of this, you know what I mean, of a Trump or these guys where somebody is just <clears throat> so corrupt. They don't believe in anything we've, we've stood for. Ooh, you're, you're just having a hard time over there today, aren't you? You're having um, all sorts of weird mic electronic noises. There's a know? weird thing happening here that if you want me to tell you about, I will. Um, <laughs> does it involve 17-year-olds? <laughs> does that involve weird sites and 17-year-olds? I have my earphones plugged in here, and I just twice in a row, my ears are shocked by them. Oh, shocked. 
Okay, that's bad. That's not good. So I'm getting a little concerned, and I tried to sort of put them more loosely in mm. my ears. So I get, but I'd rather not die while on this show. Yeah, I mean, if you want, you can unplug and just have bad computer audio. I think that might be make the most sense, which is unfortunate, but it's better than dying. Let me try. Well, let me try a little more because you need I, to buy, I, and you need I, to buy new headsets next because or yeah. little earphones because those things should not have, be used. That's oh, actually, I may have another set around here somewhere, but I loosened. Only twenty bucks on that evil site people don't like, but you'll get it next day delivery. Yeah, well, just saying, you know, just saying. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm. I feel like with with that that site you're talking about, which is known as Amazon, I'm as consistent as I am I, with every. I'm, I mean, you know, there are times I'm a hypocrite like everybody else, but I damn it if I don't try to be consistent. Which is, I don't have a car. I'm not saying listen. Yeah. Amazon yeah. should be broken up. It's a monopoly. It hurts workers. <laughs> it hurts the environment. It hurts consumers. It's terrible, and yet. While we're not doing it and while we're allowing it to exist, the, you know, like I'm not going to boycott it. The regulators need to do their jobs. It's the most convenient. The left right people. I, you and know, when they do that, yeah. it'll yeah. still be able to deliver stuff. It'll just won't be this behemoth. Yeah. It'll be one quarter of what it is yeah. now. But for right now, as they're the ones who deliver next day during a pandemic, you're right. I'm ordering from them. Oh, 91 year old mom. I am able to order. I mean, I seriously, I could be an Amazon ad. I'm able to order her stuff and she's always freaked out that it comes the next day. And she's like, how did it get here already? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Drones, baby. You know, Drones. It's like thank the boomers, thank the boomers. <laughs> um, but in any case, um, back to our show. I'm not sure there's you much were... more to say about Gates, and maybe it's a good transition over to to just Boehner? the mention of of Boehner writing a book where he rips yeah. the fuck out of the Republican Party. So tell people who he is. Well, so they have we also just made the perfect trend because we're talking about hmm. there's nothing that stops a Republican from being elected anymore. And at least yeah, in the excerpt yeah. I read of, of his books, very small one, and I'm not going to even say where I read it because I'm grown to hate the fucking publication it's in. Um, hmm. You know, he was basically laying out that, that you know, in 2010, <laughs> his quote was, in 2010, essentially, you could be an idiot or, no, I think he said a moron uh, and get elected to, to uh, uh, if you were a Republican running for Congress, get elected. And he's like, and that's a fair description of a number of the ones who actually did get elected. Um, he, ba- he goes into pointing out how that Michelle Bachman basically demanded a seat on the um, uh, the Ways and Means Committee, which he ended up not giving her an but He gave her like the Intelligence Committee, which is frightening. Right. Um, and that when he said to her, you know, you don't just get to cut the line. There have been people waiting a while who are, who've been here for a while. That's, that's the way it works. She was like, well, I don't think you want me to have to go on Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and say that you're an enemy of the movement and that you don't like conservative Republicans. I mean, she was threatening him with that. And that was sort of his little way of saying that's where the party is now, right? That the power resides, in, frankly, in the Matt Gateses and the Jim Jordans, who at one point he calls a, uh, an asshole and a legislative terrorist. Oh. <laughs> but i'll give you my best my favorite quote um that that he uh Ooh, breaking news breaking news breaking news luke ball the communications director for representative matt gates has resigned of course, his, ball, of course his name is ball you said ball <laughs> i know i'm just saying though come on like again <laughs> the more this goes on over hostages in iran this, this is a hollywood script which is what trump was oh, we're back god. to reality tv oh, my god luke okay. ball so Ball has resigned. <laughs> it's, his, it's like his board name. Ball is gone. Ball is hidden. <laughs> we can't find. Oh God, him. Sarah um, Penis couldn't be reached for comment. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Know. Which, by the way, is another story I have at the end of this. Podcast. Oh, 
do with that. But actually, can I? Okay, can I tell you a really bad joke from when we were kids? It's yeah. kind of a Jewish joke too. Okay. The uh, just don't we get were, us in trouble, John, if it's when we were kids, because you know we well we had a series of uh, restaurants called Cock Robin in the Midwest. Did you have them <laughs> out east too? Uh, they were, they were, I want to say I'll they ask were, my wife when I talked to her growing up in Cincinnati if they had them here. I, I didn't they were up here, um, kind of uh, – I'm trying to think whether like not just Popeyes but meaning like uh, uh, you could just – you could go for kind of any little meal thing but it was fast food, right? right. And my, my brother left me the joke and I was a kid. He goes, yeah, did you hear Cock Robin you know, just got tired of all the jokes? So uh, they finally changed their name. And you go, oh, what was it? What they changed it to? Uh, Penis Rabinsky. <laughs> <laughs> something about it i don't know why penis rabinsky just sounds like <laughs> penis rabinsky oh, penis rabinsky <laughs> it just i don't know why it just makes me laugh every john time john likes penis rabinsky <laughs> oh so God. anyway i'm sorry go on yes well when you say cock robin <clears throat> is this what you mean google it <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> Sorry, I had to. That's right. From from um, Key West, Florida. Yes, where the, um, the roosters are your friends. So, from John Boehner's book, here's my favorite quote, which I think you all And then I'll speak a little bit about Boehner. Yeah. Um, by 2013, the Chaos Caucus in the House had built up their own power base thanks to fawning right wing media and outrage driven fundraising cash. That'll sound familiar to everybody. And now they had a new head lunatic leading the way who wasn't even a House member. There's nothing more dangerous than a reckless asshole who thinks he is smarter than everyone else. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A reckless asshole. Okay, so in any case, I'll say, I'll add context. You know, Boehner's from the Cincinnati area, was known as a wine drinker, smoker, like, you know, old school kind of what you thought about when you thought about Congress in the old days, like together. Like the spirits. Slapbacks, you know, drink drinks, you know, and make deals, kind of the old, old Washington um, you know, and, and I will say, I know I have a friend here who is a Democratic elected official um, who worked at the law firm Boehner uh, ended up at. Boehner ended up leaving when he left. He joined a, as a partner at a law firm here, in D- and he was in the, Was- the Washington office, I feel like, for a week every month. The other three weeks, he was in the Cincinnati office. And this guy, who is a high-ranking you know, lawyer, um, went on trips with, with Boehner. Like they had to go and travel to bring in clients, meet with clients. And he said, Boehner was always out later, later than him drinking. Right. was always the one out drinking, was having fun, doing this, doing that. But he did say, and again, folks, I'm not trying to make anybody like John Boehner. He said Boehner interpersonally was a, was, 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 a, was a ton of fun to be around. And again, we've all known people like that who still in his job as a Republican in Congress passed a lot of terrible shit. I don't think he cared about a lot of what the social issues were. I think he was more of an economic Republican, but he went along for the ride and a lot of their anti-choice, pro-gun, whatever tirade. So, no, I'm not going to – I'm not trying to whitewash it at all. I'm just sharing context. And, and real quick, too, like what did he ever try to do to help – like all of these guys, what did he ever try to do to help when he was there? Right, and when did he speak out? Like I think he said a couple of things a few times. I think he might have even called Ted Cruz an asshole while he was there. I mean every once in a while he'd say something that would come out about – one of the right wing nuttiest Republicans, and that was great to hear. But you know, he he and 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 uh, you know he brought some deals together where they had passed budgets where maybe we would have you know gone over the debt ceiling would have jumped fallen over the edge and other shit. He made some stuff happen with Obama, but again, it doesn't. You know, I'm not. I, I'm just telling you stuff, giving you context because whenever John and I have had an inside view to somebody, we kind of feel like that's added value in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to to defend him in any way. I think what he did in Washington was fucking awful. Right. Um, I'm just telling you that that 
unlike, let's say, a Ted Cruz or a Matt Gates, who everybody fucking hates, when you get past the politics of it, people apparently actually like John Bader. Yeah. And Obama, if you may remember, in his in the final video they did at the final correspondence dinner or whatever, was a video of him walking along talking with Boehner. And, let, you know, Boehner had already left the house, you know, was Boehner giving him advice on what it was going to be like as an ex-president, you know? <laughs> like, it's okay once you leave here. Here's what you can do. And, you know, they showed them playing golf and doing stuff like this and that. Whereas you can't imagine McConnell ever doing that because he, literally McConnell's such a dick that, right. that you know, you, he, he'd never do something so gracious to show up in a goodbye video. Um, at one point, Boehner talks about even how when, when some of these other assholes started bringing up the – because of Fox News and others – because of Hannity, who he apparently called up and, and you know ripped into and whatever. But when Fox and other people started doing this, you know, calling referring to Obama as um, you know a Kenyan-born, you know, with a birth certificate, Boehner was one of the few ones who spoke out and said, you know, what are you doing? The state of Hawaii has his birth certificate. It says he was born here. He was born here. Whereas you may remember a lot of other Republicans were sort of like, well, I take Obama at his word, as opposed to what Boehner said, which is. So he was a little better in that respect. Again, not nearly good enough, was part of the problem, allowed the Republican Party to get to this point. But I figured I'd, I'd, I'd give you some context. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoy his, his quote on Ted Cruz, which is, you know, there's nothing more dangerous than a reckless asshole who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, meet T Senator Ted Cruz. I mean, if yeah. there's no, if there's any been, ever been any better description and really description of where the Republican Party is right now and why people like Matt Gates are in the trouble they're in, and why they elected Donald Trump and why so many of their people now are the Michelle Bachmans are running these committees. Right. There's your answer. Right. Right. Oh, that was an interesting thing too. Uh, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the house Republican leader, so the yes. leader of the minority in the house was asked about this. I think two days ago about the Gates stuff right, right after the story broke the initial story before it got even worse and was asked, in, in, hypothetical, which is interesting because they often don't answer hypotheticals, especially about issues that are not good for them. So in this case, he was asked, if the allegations are true, you know, what will you do for Matt Gates? And he said, if they're true, you know, he will definitely be removed or he will. I, I, I think whatever he'd be removed from his committee assignments, like on judiciary and other committees he's on. What's interesting is that he actually answered a hypothetical because normally that kind of thing you'd say, well, let's let the investigation play out, right? So it's so to his credit, he was willing to talk about punishment already. The problem is what he's actually said was, if it is true that we have a member of our caucus who is a child sex trafficker, <laughs> we're going to keep him. We're just not going to let him go to any committee meetings. Let's <laughs> remember we're even saying these words. Right? I mean – but, but think about it. I mean, he's still going to be around. He's still going to be around the pages, mind you, who are children. They're, they're high school kids. That's okay. The child I mean, the, the child right. sex well, trafficker is okay these days. The high school, the high school children uh, who he's already awarded a point system to do for having sex with. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very um, – um, it's very – that was – I don't think was – But remember, Al Franken yeah. pretended to grab a woman's breasts as a comedian in a picture, and so he had to leave the Senate. I'm not going to get into all that. Yeah, exactly. um, here's the thing: um, they could try to they could try to sit this out. Let's or let's see if they pull this one off. Well, but, but again, like they're, they're, look, right everywhere now. in social organizations, John can speak to this. Mm -hmm. Don't get John started on the UN. Um, yeah. And yeah. any of us who've worked in any organizations or any sort of group of of people who you know, common group of people, the, the tr there is a truth, right? And it, it just is a truth, which is mm -hmm. if two people act. In exactly the same terrible way, 
-hmm. If one person has a lot more friends and people like them, they're going to probably have a better chance of surviving it because people are going to want to protect them more. That's human nature. And people need to make bigger choices when it's horrible shit like this and get beyond their friendships. But to me, the bigger issue here with it is the Republicans now, it's not just whether they like the person or not. It's what the polling tells them. It's if the person's hurting them or not. They want to dump Donald Trump a half dozen times and you saw them speak out and start to do it like right after after the uh, the, you know, the insurrection, the attempted sedition. The coup. You you saw initially, you know, Kevin McCarthy spoke out against Trump, and then he backed it away, and then he was visiting him down in Mar-a-Lago eventually. Why? Because Trump intended to spend money to take over the party, and all of the polling showed them that a majority mm-hmm. of the lunatics who they who their media outlets and they've been lying to for years actually believe Trump. Right. And 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 mm-hmm. that's that's the problem here is that Gates. You know, I could be wrong. But uh, in the same way that people were there for Trump, I'm not sure anybody's going to give as much of a shit about one congressman in the panhandle of Florida. So right. he's easy to dump and easy to then say, see, we're good people. But they, would, they wouldn't do it with Trump. So just remember who right. we're dealing with here. Well, now there's a question right there, too, which is even if you can have, you know, Trump gets away with murder, it's harder for the other guys. We're, this is actually an interesting first test of whether the Republican Party overall is is able to get away with just the worst behavior or whether Trump was uniquely Teflon in that regard, right? Because right. Trump would just write it out and there are other, everybody else would go, arr, arr. But, but the fact that his communications director quit means his own staff went, okay, I am not going to defend this crap publicly. And I bet you for the staffer's perspective too, the fact that it's somebody underage pushed him a little too far. He was like, okay, I'm not, I can't, you know, I don't want to be stuck defending this. Actually, what it makes me wonder too is, whether his communications director thinks it's true. Who knows, right? We're just surmising. But but like if you thought your boss was being smeared, I would absolutely defend the boss if I thought he was being smeared. He even was, if, I even would. Even if it was a horrific charge, because the more horrific charge, the more I'm outraged if it's a lie. So I agree. But right? again, we have to always be careful. It's kind of like how you and I, hmm. even more you, John, because you grew hmm. up as sort of, you know, with your family from Greece. I fully understand this and people hmm. should study more history to get this. You know, as your family, I have to believe, was at least Republican partially when they came here because because Reagan was such a and, and other Republicans were such outspoken anti-communists. Right. And communists wreaked a lot of terror and murder in Greece and other right. places. Right. <laughs> um, and that's the story. Right. A lot of a lot of immigrants who came here from Eastern Europe, from China, where there are communist governments, Cuba. You know, when I went on a trip through the USIA, which is part of the State Department, to go and sort of speak about American democracy in Romania about 15 years ago, like the, 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 the U.S. government sort of liaisons at that point who were Romanian there, the ones that worked in the office, would tell me quietly. They were like, you know, we were huge Republicans. We loved Reagan. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we loved Bush yeah. Sr. Um, but at that point, Bush Jr. was in power and they're like – like, well, we're not so much Republican anymore because, you know, his go it alone, invade Iraq stuff, you know, that some of that stuff yep. had started to rub them the wrong way. He was no longer speaking for the the, the walls, you know, the wall of countries standing up yep. to communism. Um, so for you, as somebody who probably that's I'm guessing you can tell me if I'm wrong, that's where some of your Republicanism stemmed from, especially you as a foreign policy guy you work for Ted Stevens. Then you saw the Republican Party like throwing in with Putin and you're like, oh, my God, how could yep. this happen? Yeah. And I guess I saw it too, even though I wasn't 
you know, uh, a Republican. I had a dad who was a kind of a Rockefeller Republican. My mom was a New Deal Democrat. I voted for some moderate Republicans in the past, but I was always a pretty Democratic guy. But even I was shocked by it because I thought Republicans actually believed that shit. Right. I'm like Stuart Stevens saying stuff today. Right. Um, and I think we get in trouble here when we now these days when we try to sort of say, well, if that were us, we would do X. Because well, I left the Republican us. Party, but I left the Republican Party because of how crazy they were getting on the religious rights stuff and the gay stuff. So, like, right. guess what? But my point to you is, people do leave. You know, right? But what I'm saying to you here is, we can't say to ourselves, "What would we hmm. do if we were Matt Gates's communications director?" Like, if he didn't really do it, we would defend him because mm-hmm. you and I never would have signed up to be Matt Gates's communications director to begin with because we knew what a fucking clown and a fraud true. he was. True. Right? If this guy was willing to work for Matt Gates before all of this, well, that's true. I have trouble believing he's not the kind of either careerist, ambitious careerist, yeah. or or whatever he is, that he's, he's jumping ship because it looks like Matt Gates is in serious fucking trouble. And I don't think he gives a damn whether it's true or not. I think he just cares about his career. But, well, what's interesting is somebody, what you were saying, finer point, somebody who's willing to work for Matt freaking Gates is already willing to tolerate a lot of crazy but that's, that's even for even for them, this crosses the line means there maybe is hope yet for how the okay, Republican that's the opposite gonna... way of looking at it. Maybe that's right? all I know is you know. No, but but I mean, this doesn't bode well for the rest of the party if his own staff is going. We're willing yes. to work for a total lunatic, and even we think this is too much to associate. What are right. the rest? That's of you a great point. Hopefully, there's a lot of Democrats that uh, you know Democrats mm-hmm. that I know things about them behind the scenes, no matter what their policy positions are, and I would right. never work for. Them. Because I know that that even though they vote for the stuff that I like publicly, they're fucking crazy people behind right. the scenes. Right. You know, and, and they yell at staffers and treat people terribly, and I'd never work for them. Yeah. You know, um, in any case. Very interesting, though. Yeah. No, this um, is a- how long have we been going for? I think a little uh, under an hour? Yeah. No, a little five, over an hour because we started hour, a bit earlier. Five, hour and ten, maybe. So I'm not going to go into this for a long period of time. I think I just think it's worth pointing out that that the jobs numbers came out today. We we, they, yeah. we were just massive. Remember when Trump used to brag like we create 200,000 jobs, which meant we barely were were made. you have to create 150,000 just to keep pace, right? You know, um, and 916,000 jobs. I bet the market is doing really well today. I haven't. Uh, it's closed today because of Good Friday. Oh, that's right, John. You bad Christian. You. Um, not my Good Friday. The fake, the fake Good Friday. (laughs) Oh, because you're Eastern Orthodox. Yep, the Orthodox one is in a month. Yep, that's hilarious. You guys just Good Friday. You guys can't get together on when Jesus died and was resurrected for our our, our sins. Nope, it's kind of like we the way we in Canada can't get together on on when Thanksgiving happened. Yeah, well, yeah. It never happened. I know um, exactly, exactly, exactly what it, it also didn't happen, but different. Yeah, I'm, exactly. sort of, I'm sort of implying something about Jesus yeah, 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 too. Yeah. Hey, listen, I think Jesus was a cool <laughs> dude, uh, as far as I know. Existed was a prophet in terms of having a philosophy of believing, having being empathetic, and believing in helping people thousands of years ahead of when most people would even start to have an inkling of that. It's some of the other stuff, the resurrection stuff. I have questions about. But in any Anyways, case, yeah. um, nine hundred sixteen thousand jobs created. Again, I'm just going to remind you, you know, that this shows the Biden approach. And there are some people on the far left who went out, oh, he's just going to be another conciliator, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they're still trying to attack him. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. In the end, um, what Biden has done has actually been relatively miraculous so far. Came in to a Senate 
not with 59 or 60 Democrats. Granted, some of the Democrats uh, Obama had were still that old Democratic Party from places like North Dakota and South Dakota. There were a lot more Joe Manchins, right? Remember Ben Nelson uh, in that Democratic Party? Hell, remember Joe Lieberman? Um, But, but, um, you know, Hmm. Biden sat there and and what they realized is is that if Republicans, they wanted to work with Republicans, they're going to try to work with Republicans, but the bipartisanship they sought even more was what Republican voters and Democratic voters were for, hugely in favor of this thing. Biden has a 73% approval rating on his handling right now of COVID and the stimulus and all that. Um, And they decided, we're going to try first, but then we're not going to get caught up in the media saying, oh, you're not being bipartisan enough, and we're not going to get caught up in in Republicans saying, oh, we'll work with you if you only give us six months, and so they slow the momentum down, which is what they try to do all the time. Here's your proposal. Come back with a serious counteroffer. You want to talk about a couple things? We will. They talked about child care with Mitt Romney, for example. But if you're not, if we're not going to get your votes on something reasonable, you guys voted for all sorts of crazy shit under Trump just because he's a Republican. We're not letting you stop us. That's what they've done. And look right. at what we're getting here. And now they're doing the same thing with this infrastructure bill. God bless them. Go straight forward. I yeah. would think some Republicans yeah. would jump on that thing. Yeah. And we know that the the the, the, the oft problem problematic roadblock of Joe Manchin. He just stood up and said he's for a ton of spending on infrastructure. Well, the point Maybe he's gone home there recently was, taking a yeah. look at West Virginia and the fact that they can fucking use it. And you know they're, what? They're not willing. If not, I'll just let me finish the sentence yeah. and go for it. If they're not willing, not one of them is willing to vote for this. Couldn't give a shit either. Go forward. There were some very interesting polls people were sharing the last couple of days, not just about the individual proposals, but also on the larger issue, for example, of would you rather cut taxes and cut back on government or on business, excuse me, cut taxes on corporations and cut back government, or would you rather expand government and expand tax by expanding, you know, and pay for it by expanding taxes on corporations, overwhelming support Democrat, uh, independents are at 58% support, which is good. I'd like to see better Republicans. I'm trying to remember, but I want to say they might've been 42%, 44%. It wasn't a it wasn't a crazy and the the number the percentage of Republicans who wanted to cut corporate taxes and are willing to cut government at the same time was something like thirty percent. It was way lower. No, I, I there's a, there is we're finally seeing it. I wrote a piece on this. You may remember for the Daily Beast when the Texas freeze happened, mm-hmm. um, and my point was after COVID and the Texas freeze, where these people died needlessly. You know, the Republicans for years were were quoting the Reagan, you know, the most dangerous words in the English language are I'm from the government. I'm here to help. And, you know, I paraphrased, did my own version of the most dangerous words are I'm I'm a Republican and I run your government. Because what that means is COVID, you know, what it means is infrastructure never getting done. What it means is, I mean, but even more than infrastructure, which may not affect your daily life, stuff that actually endangers you. Right. Right. COVID, gun massacres, which they won't do a damn thing about. You know, um, and and in Texas, upgrading the the the, uh, the the electric grid and making sure that there's fail safes, so you don't go it alone the way Texas did, and and saying that we're going to make sure that the, the the priority here is not fucking profits; it's people getting energy when you know when they need it. Um, and they made that much worse by you know 11 year old dying in their bed of freezing to death while Ted Cruz is traveling to to Cancun. Right. I'll never get over that. By the way, I have an 11 year old right now. Yeah, and yeah. If that had been my eleven-year-old, yeah, I don't want to tell you what what I'd end up doing because it's not shareable. Um, and so, <sighs> uh, so, so I I think that Biden is making a bet right now. He's looking at polls and finally seeing them not through the lens of the Reagan era, 
you know, which which we we did for a while there. And I thought Obama started to sort of transition us away from that with the ACA, but should have moved faster and more. But people realizing in a modern, complex society, there are things the private sector will not do. Government needs to do it. It needs to step in on health care. That's another one, obviously, and make sure everybody has access to affordable health care. And the infrastructure is something where the easiest argument should be made. I mean, my God, let me make that minute-long ad and show people building the Hoover Dam, you know, and the Tennessee Valley Authority, and all these things we used to do when we invested in government, when America was building the marvels of nature and getting ahead as opposed to China. Yep. Well, these guys all, oh, China, 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 play into that. Don't play into the racism of it. No. Play into how they're, how they're allowing foreign countries to make us look foolish and get ahead of us when it comes to, to these things. I mean, you know how excited I am to see like what Amtrak may be about to do? I mean, that with the money that they're putting into this, like here I'm in Cincinnati. You know how long it would take me to, to, take me to, to get to Chicago? John, I have to like go through New York to get to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd take yeah. me like two days. Chicago, yeah. by the way, folks, is a five-hour drive. Oh, you it's, put a high speed- it's, it's a 24-hour uh, train from Chicago to D.C., yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. We put a yeah. high speed rail in here. Yeah. I, I should be able to get to Chicago. I used to get from Philly to New York in uh, I used to get from Philly to New York in like an hour and a half. I right. can get from Chicago. I, if I should be able to get from here to Chicago in two, two, two and a half hours at most on a yep. train. Yep. And that's just, you know, that, that is investment in infrastructure. It looks like we're about to do it. So All right. in any case, 916,000 jobs, I think a lot more jobs and a huge boom to come. And I think Mitch McConnell is crying in his, beer or whatever he drinks right now because he realizes that he didn't pull off what he pulled off in 2009 where he mm-hmm. made it so that nobody understood the benefits they were getting and it didn't affect the economy right away that we did it yeah. right we made it sellable yeah. this time yeah hopefully let's see but i mean but biden was you know granted a lot of stories have been interfering with it but biden was planning his road trip and was starting to do it when uh, the shootings happened and things like that in atlanta but uh but hopefully uh, he clearly gets it on the need to sell this stuff and keep selling it. So we'll see. But it's it's good news. Now, having said that, Obamacare was also polling in the 70s, uh, individual portions of Obamacare. So I always I always get nervous when but these guys have already said they're putting a, you know, it's, I don't even know if it's a billion or multi-billion dollar effort into promoting the, the vaccine and the covid bill and all that. Something that oh, okay, good. they yeah. get that they need to sell it and they get that they need good. to lead yep. with the yep. parts that were, were popular. Yep. Uh, yeah, my point is that even when the polling is on your side, you've got to sell it. And sometimes Absolutely. Democrats don't get that. They think, oh, the polling's on our side. Let's do even more. And it's like, no, the polling is on your side, but it could be soft. It could be something where the crazies come in and convince them of the opposite. Death panels, you know. You okay, get so we it. need to close. Right. I'm going to close with two two mm-hmm. 30-second stories, unless okay. John makes them longer, because okay. we'd like to bring you interesting things. Yes. The other day guy drives to the supermarket you may have seen this john albertson's you know in new mexico gets out of his car leaves the back window a little bit open because it's hot down there in new mexico goes inside gets in his car starts back in his car after he comes back from albertson starts driving here's a strange noise there's fifteen thousand bees in the back seat oh yeah i was like that i that almost sound like a fake story i was like get out of here oh it was real i read enough accounts right. of it can you imagine i mean that the lucky would, guy stopped his car yeah. And called the fireman, who also happened to be a beekeeper. Life works out sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what he had in his car that attracted this. This, and I don't know how they how do they count bees. I don't know how they knew. I guess after they got them all, <laughs> I didn't hear the, count the number of stings on the guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he got away getting. But that was one bees. story that caught my yeah. eye. And then here's the bigger one. Hmm. Um, and this will leave you with this story because it just shows you anything cool can happen in life. Hmm. I don't know. This is so cool, actually. 
Um, they, apparently the first baby boy was born with three penises. Okay. Um, an Iraqi boy, no doubt, etched his name into the phallic hall of fame after he was born with a whopping trio of penises. This is actually real. This is in. Hmm. Um, two of them do not have urethras, so they were just extra, you know, science can do crazy stuff. But, you know, he was born, with a, he was born with a penis hydra. I'm creeped out on that one a little bit, actually, but okay. It, it actually is a little creepy. Yeah. But, um, hmm. It's an interesting story. In, case, in other go. news, Matt Gates has oh. a new son. So Matt Gates has a new wingman. That, that was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was a good end. Yeah. Matt Gates is new wingman. Exactly. Florida. They say Florida is God's waiting room. Looks like it's Matt Gates's waiting room too, but okay. Okay. I'll be here all week. Um, that's all I got. It's Friday, April 2nd. I think we're signing off and uh, we got to find some more uh, guests, Cliff. Yeah. Done yeah. Those in a few weeks week here. And, and one I expected to come on, wasn't able to. So we'll, we'll, but we, yep. we need to, We'll, we'll throw around a couple. We'll get somebody on. Well, as always, we can we can look at a few of the fun. I, I by the way, I did invite Dan Savage, like I said, and Dan keeps not getting back to me, so I'm going to text him again and go, Dan, harass him. You, you he, need him. Re- he reached he out to been me. He's been on since like, he was our first guest ever. Oh, was he our very and, first? And, yes, I mean not That's our very funny. first episode. We did it for a while, just you and me. But the very first guest, yeah. He's our very yeah. first guest, and in this yeah. point, that's he reached out to me ago. a few weeks ago and said, "Hey, could I come on the podcast again?" I was like, "Dan, we'd love to have you on Radio Silence." Yeah, that was Danny. like two and a half to three years ago, I think. John, Danny, Danny, yeah, Danny. Exactly. All right, I've got some other right. ideas for some folks too, so we'll see what we Good. can do. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>